Welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast, encouraging women to become better disciples of Jesus. Every week we hear from women just like us that are being intentional to know Jesus more and to make Him known. Here's your host, Carmen Halsey. Hi, ladies, and welcome to this week's Priority Now podcast. Today with us, I have a friend of mine, a friend of yours, Carrie Jones. Some of you guys will know her as Carrie Campbell with us. Hey, Carrie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. It's fun. Ladies, if you're listening in, I asked Carrie, she put down her six-month-old daughter, Rosie, for a nap. We thought, and I said, hey, is, is Rosie napping? And she said, she's trying, or she's supposed to be. What was it you told me, Carrie? Yeah, she's supposed to be, but... <laughs> is working more on playing than she is on sleeping. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Carrie, I just told um, the ladies listening in that some are going to know you as Carrie Campbell. Others are going to know you as Carrie Jones, but you're you're not new to Illinois. But tell us a little bit about who you are if there's somebody who doesn't know Carrie. Sure. Yeah. So I am a former Illinois girl. I grew up in central Illinois and have always been in the mission worlds. My dad worked for Illinois Baptist until I was in high school, and then he transitioned over to the North American Mission Board. And so um, my family and I have always been serving in ministry in Illinois. Now I live in West Kentucky. Uh, My husband and I went to graduate school at Southern Seminary. We actually met 10 years ago when I was in missionary for the North American Mission Board in Eastern Kentucky, and God brought us back together. We got married in 2019, and we have been living in a small town of West Kentucky, which is where my husband grew up, and trying to be faithful to what the Lord has called us to. We just jumped into the role of parents six months ago. We have a daughter, Rose Michelle. Her name's we call her Rosie. That's her nickname. And that has been a really fun, wild adventure for us as we have transitioned into being parents. Mm, that's good. That's good. Carrie, um, I want to, some of the ones that know you, you've always been so active, like you said, in ministry or missions. And God has seemed to have you, even from a young age, at a leadership table, meaning you were always, you were always, um, always cognizant of it. You knew that leadership development was a part of something that um, you had been given opportunities to be developed and grow, but all you were also intentional to seek it out. And um, so you've had many opportunities, like you said, at missions and, and serving in different ministries. You've also um, worked in the public school system because you're an educator also. So tell us just a little bit about that, because I want to pivot a conversation about what God's doing in this season of your life. But, but I want to make sure that I lay the foundation first. Absolutely. So I got my education degree from Judson University near Chicago. And after I graduated, I did transition to a full-time ministry role for a couple of years, lived in East Kentucky, like I said earlier, and then I lived in New York City for a short season. But then I felt the Lord pressing on me to pursue that career option of education. And so I was a school teacher for several years and then felt the call in my life to go to seminary. I actually went really begrudgingly. Uh, I wasn't too sure what God had in store for me, but had several people point out leadership qualities. And so went and pursued a master's in leadership. And then once I graduated, um, I got married to my husband a year later and we moved here to West Kentucky and I pursued that career of education again. Usually have been in the middle school sector of 
of public school. I love middle schoolers and that was a really fun season of my life and just recently transitioned out of that to become a full-time stay-at-home mom, but definitely have seen the Lord work in incredible ways using me as a teacher in the public school sector and super thankful for those years, super thankful for the people that poured into me when I was a teacher and have mad respect for teachers. And I think God uses women in lots of different ways um, in our careers and callings. And I do think that they shift and change sometimes along the way. And that has been true for me. And I'm really thankful just for how the Lord has allowed me to experience different seasons of that. Mm, That's good. That's good. Um, You said that now you've shifted into being a a stay-at-home mom, full-time stay-at-home mom. How is that? You know, you're you're not the first woman that's going to find yourself in those shoes. And there's a lot of women listening that want to be in those shoes. How hard or how easy of a transition was that for you? It was a mix of both, to be honest. It was a decision my husband and I made before we got married when we talked about in premarital counseling having children. We had decided that I was going to stay home when we had a baby. But being somebody who maybe got married a little later in life. I got married when I was 30. I had been in that career world for quite some time and I really enjoyed it. And then transitioning out of it to become a full-time mom and have my schedule be completely different uh, has been a challenge. And I think honestly, there's been a lot of social pressure challenges. Um, I think women feel pressure from all sides when they become a mom and they also have a career that they love just to make those decisions. And so I've really had to follow the Lord in that and spend time every day in prayer and reading and not let the world sway me because I think I did feel a lot of pressure from family, from friends, from the world to have both, to stay in my full-time job and be a full-time mom. But I felt like the Lord was asking of me to just focus on my daughter in this season and right, wrong, and different that, you know, I felt like that was right for our family. And I have friends that are on both sides of the spectrum. And so I think the Lord calls each and every one of us to something different. Mm, That's good. I appreciate you sharing that. So if you're listening in, ladies, I think that's what I want you to hear me say. If you find yourself in that season, that's something to have a discussion with God about. And that's one of the reasons that I wanted to invite Carrie back in today, because I think her story is a good story to be able to tell of of somebody who's fresh walking through this transition, who was very much a go-getter, you know, into a marketplace setting, you know, but also into a ministry role. And, And you were intentional about leadership, Carrie. How do I, how do I find, you know, opportunities to pour into others and to learn and to grow and and so forth. So with that, that's, I want to ask you the question of, I want, I want a glimpse. I want you to pull back the curtain and give us a glimpse of what your life looks like right now. What is God teaching you in this season? How do you fill your time when Rosie's in there playing, hoping she's taking a nap? But you know, that, that keeps you feeling balanced and not like you, because I know you friends, you, you cannot just be sitting on your hands. Here's something else I know about you. God has placed you in cities more than once and you navigate a city like nobody I've ever known. You just take to a, you know, and um, you're not in a city 
right now? You know, so tell us, give us a glimpse behind the curtain, um, how some of those transitions has been for you. Yeah, it's been wild. It has been quite a ride since I got married and moved to a very small town in a small community. I had a, had several friends laugh with me, maybe cry a little bit with me. Um, there's a mourning period when you transition into a new season, even when it's for the good. And so I think what the Lord is teaching me, one of many things is to grow roots where you're planted. And so I feel like that's been a huge thing God has taught me. And so in the midst of living somewhere that is just a slower pace of life, it's not bad. It's just different. I came from Louisville. I was at a very thriving church with a very thriving women's ministry and got to have a seat at the table. And so I've had to be creative with my gifts and use them in different ways. And so thankfully, God's been super kind to me, even in the midst of having a totally new life. And my mother-in-law, she is a literal saint. On top of being an educator, she teaches three Celebrate Recovery groups a week. And I knew she was doing this. And so I reached out to her one day and I said, hey, can I join you at one of the groups? And I kind of just invited myself in and she's very gracious and she let me come. And that group happened to be at our Women's Teen Challenge Center. And Mm -hmm. so God opened that door. And now every single Wednesday from 6.30 to 7.30, I get to teach a Bible study slash celebrate recovery material with her to these amazing women who are in the midst of addiction recovery. It's a Christian-based program. These women are turning their lives around and they've become friends to me and they they deeply care about me and I care about them. And so God's been able to, to take my passions for teaching, to take my passions for leadership and use them even in little ways to teach and lead this Bible study at Teen Challenge. And so I'm thankful just that he's opened this little door, you know, for me, there was some humbling that took place. That's been really good. A woman named Courtney Moore, she's the founder of an organization called Women in Work. She reached out to me about a year ago and said, hey, would you join our team? And so from that, I have become the Work Done Well coordinator. So I get to interview these ladies all over who are leveraging their gifts for the kingdom. And that has really given me some purpose and some passion. So really when I'm not raising my daughter, which is number one, and being a wife to my husband, I am trying to find just creative ways to use my gifts and still get to be a leader in my community and do women's ministry, even though it has looked very different from what it's been for the Mm -hmm. past several years. You know, Carrie, I'm thinking as you're talking, and ladies, if you're listening on the podcast today, I heard Christina Kane say one time and something she was teaching, she says, you know, quit trying so hard, basically. Basically, she's talking to a younger population that had wanted to work with her organization. And she said, if you want to work with us, basically, you better be working. In other words, do what God has you doing where he has you doing it, because God knows where to find you. When he's ready, he knows where to find you. But where my mind went as you were talking, Carrie, is you said, you know, God opened doors. And I, at 55, I almost look at it opposite of that. 
Like God already had the work going on. He brought you there. You know, sometimes I think we think of that almost subjective on my part, but I think sometimes we think of it backwards, like, oh, God's so gracious. And he is. And look what he brought me. And he does. But sometimes, you know, he brings the worker to the work, but it may, it's just the lens, right? We just have to set ourselves. And I love what you said, you know, work where you're at, because we just have to adjust our lens because sometimes we don't realize that we've got this paradigm in our head already being built of what it should look like for it to equal work in our mind, you know, or equal ministry in our mind. Does that make sense? Absolutely. That is so good. That is so good. Well, you've already segued into um, Women at Work and Courtney. So go ahead and tell us a little bit about that ministry and your role with that ministry. That's right. So I met Courtney Moore um, several years ago when I worked for Southern Seminary. She was having an event at the Southern Baptist Convention. And her heart is to honestly encourage and, and equip women who are in secular America to use their God-given gifts, talents, and abilities to see others, you know, come to know him and to see his kingdom work be done. And so we have a podcast, we have a blog, and that's what I oversee is our blog, um, as well as other written content. And so our blog features these awesome ladies from all over the United States. They've been nominated and they are featured on our blog and I get to share their stories of what God is doing in and through their lives. And these are women who do all different kinds of things, but essentially women in work is there just as an encouragement to women in secular America who are just, you know, grinding day in and day out, working hard, how they can use their gifts and talents and abilities for good kingdom work. We see women that are in the real estate market. We see women that are in healthcare. We see educators. We see women starting nonprofits. This past week, I interviewed a lady who is an extension agent in the agriculture world. And so there's women, obviously, who love Jesus everywhere. And we want to highlight them and we want to see them encouraged to continue to use their good God-given gifts to bring him honor and glory. And so that's kind of the, the heart of women in work. It has been such a joy to get to encourage women to use their gifting and their callings. I think sometimes women think, well, if I'm not in ministry, then I'm not really doing kingdom work. And that's so not true. That's so false. And oftentimes, of course, I have lots of friends in ministry. They're doing awesome stuff. But oftentimes I see women that are working secular career jobs being the ones that are really having the hard gospel conversations. They're the ones that are making decisions that are countercultural in their jobs. And they're the ones leading with integrity and um, pointing others to the gospel and to Jesus. Again, I'm going to say paradigm shift. And it, it's sad that we have to say paradigm shift, but I'm talking to Carmen too, right? I'm looking at myself in the mirror that wherever God has us, it's a platform, you know, and we just, we just have to be aware of that, that he's working. We come, we bring his presence. And, and so we can't wait until we become, we can't wait until he sends us. We're already, 
we're, we're, we've become, right? We're what he needs us to be today, and he's already sent us. But, man, if we don't have our eyes open to it, we just miss that opportunity. And it could just be a season he has us there. But you're so right. We, When I look back, I think of how many opportunities I missed because I was waiting. I was waiting. Someday, 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 or this will come. Or waiting for somebody to give me a position or a, a th- of authority, you know, to think that, oh, I have the, the ability to speak in. It's like, no, no, no. Um, and, and Carrie, I know you're a leadership fan. This is one of those examples we talk about. You don't always lead down. A lot of times you lead out, you know, and with your peers, your sidekicks, and and definitely you lead up, you know, a lot of times. You And, and I think that's one that women miss sometimes, but it's a gift. I believe God's give us as we integrate into organizations and so forth. So that's good. That's good. You know, Carrie, as somebody's listening in, you had mentioned um, your mother-in-law. And can I just say that is refreshing? And your dear mama, Candy, you know, if Candy's listening, you know, I know how much you love your mom and I know how much she loves you. And can I just say it's so refreshing because I watch her celebrate your mother-in-law too. And, you know, you don't always see that dynamic when your daughter gets married, you know, and because your mother-in-law, she's close. She's the local too. And I love that you just celebrate her and raise that up. And I think you called her a saint, you know, but you, you, you described the why you talk about how she loves you, loves the family has brought you in, supported you but how she's active in ministry too. And I can't help but hear the fact that she's brought you along. You're a leader. You're a seasoned leader. You bring people along. But I'm hearing over and over and over where people have brought you along. You're at a new season for this time of life, at least in that area. And I love, again, God's working, but how he's positioned other believers there that see you to notice you and just to invite you in and bring you along. So that's refreshing to hear somebody say that about their mother-in-law. It is really humbling to kind of go from having, you know, just a tiny little speck of a platform in women's ministry to then moving somewhere where no one knows who you are and not that people don't care it's just different and so to have people come alongside you and say hey join me in what i'm doing and so that's why i am so thankful for people people that are in my my mom's group and for others that i've met along the way it is a totally different thing to have somebody come alongside you when you have one coming alongside others but it's also very refreshing at the same time and it gives you a chance to step back and say, you know, I still have a lot to learn here. And the Lord uses that. And so that's why she, my mother-in-law and I are also almost the same person. So it's like talking to yourself and you get all motivated and pumped up, which that's, you know, partly why we're, we're so close when we do ministry together because we feed off of each other and it's really fun. But I'm just thankful to have so many women in my life, including my mom, including my sisters, who love the Lord, who are chasing after him, who are encouraging me in that and have given me opportunities. There's just so many people, you know, that that have come alongside me and so many women. I feel so blessed and privileged to have so many women who have been in my corner and that are walking with me in life and in ministry. That's good. That's really good. As you're talking, I, I never know. I come into conversations, right, to catch up with my friends and see what God's doing in their life. And I have some ideas of what God's doing to kind of steer a conversation. But it always amazes me when I hear something. It's like it, it's like God will let that just press in or sink in or it sticks. It just like Velcro it sticks in my mind. And, and um, something that you said, I think that can relate to women in any season of life. 
you said it's so humbling when you had even just a little bit of resemblance of, of being somebody or a little bit of a platform or, and, you know, I'm going to put that word identity on there, you know, that, that it's kind of like we started to step into this role and it started to frame out some of who we were and it really was God working in. And it's so hard sometimes when life shifts us for whatever reason. And, and you said it is humbling. And sometimes ladies, you can be tempted to go back to God thinking he's messed up or he's missed you. You know, Carrie's is a celebration. You know, it's a marriage, you know, it's a, it's a mama, but even in the celebration moments, once the celebration ends and you sort of land, sometimes you can think, man, where am I? Or does God even know where I am? And, you know, you just brought up a season of my, you know, a, a, a memory of a season of life for me, Carrie, when I just went and I just thought God had taken Keith and I back to um, a place we used to live. And I thought we were moving back forever. But I just remember at that time telling God, you know, I thought I was peaking at ministry. And what I meant by that in my local church, I, I thought you were pleased with me. You know, I was leading a Bible study, felt I was involved in the missions team. You know, Keith had just been called to preach. It started to preach. You know, I had my work world over here. I thought I was being faithful, not arrogant, you know, not trying to build a name, but just faithful. And at this particular particular time, I didn't belong to a church. God was my small group. There was no small group. And I just remember asking God, it's like, I told him, I said, have you forgot about me? You know, I just felt like, are you done with me? Have you forgot about me? And oh, what a wilderness that he took me on. But ladies, if you're listening, you know, and that might be you today, let that resonate. And I can, if I can ask you to lean in for a minute, that gets down to a root issue, a root issue of an identity issue that, and hear me say this, God loves you and he loves Carrie and he loves me. And he has a plan for each one of our lives. And he's going to fulfill that plan. If we just stay on the altar, just, just keep abiding and stay on that altar. It may not look like you think it's going to look like, or more importantly, it may look like it, but at the timing may not feel like you think it should feel like. And it does not mean that God is missing it is missing you. And it does not mean that you're not being obedient. So if you find yourself having those emotions, or maybe that's you today or in the future, man, listen to what Carrie said and take those thoughts captive and run as quick as you can to God with them because he cares because there's something that he is rooting out. I'm just a Carrie, I'm thinking of Moses, you know, when he, when he left, you know, um, the Pharaoh and he went out into the will, you know, into basically hiding, you know, and that's when God did the greatest moment, you know, to place the, the, the calling, you know, his calling on his life. And nothing about that sounded fun, <laughs> you know, to, but um, we don't just read about Moses. Our stories are part of that too. So again, that identity issue, sometimes your identity is coming more to life because we, you're really starting to own the fact that my identity is in him. It's in him and what he's doing, not in a title, but especially in our Western world, especially as women, sometimes we, we, we get into those titles to bring our, um, our sustenance, our um, credibility, our value, you know, our purpose. And it's a blind spot. We don't want to. It's just a blind spot. That's right. I heard a speaker this week at my MOPS group talk about how so often we have this cup, this metaphorical cup, and instead of it being uh, facing upward as it should, we are facing it out to others and we're trying to get praise and approval from others and we come up empty, right? Because our cup is not faced toward the Father. And I, I, 
I was really touched by what she said and really moved by it because that's so often me. And I have to remember that my joy and that that my approval comes from God and not from man and that we are here today, gone tomorrow. So if, if you have a platform or if you don't have a platform, it doesn't matter. That's not what you're here for. You know, you're here for to do the Lord's work and you're here to bring him honor and glory and he loves you. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Carrie, I am so grateful that you shared your time with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been super fun, especially that I could fit this in during nap time. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Hey, ladies, if you're listening, we're going to put the link for Women at Work in the episode notes so that if you want to check out that ministry that might have some resources that could benefit you where God has you in the season. We're all about partnerships, you know, with the, the community. You hear me say this a lot. Um, We are not meant to do this journey alone. So if you're not connected to us, connect to the community. We're stronger together. You can find us on Facebook at Illinois Baptist Women. Follow us on Instagram at at Illinois Baptist Women or check out resources on our website at ibsa.org backslash women. Carrie, any last words of encouragement you want to share? I think the only last encouragement that I would like to share is to stand steadfast in your love for God because he stands steadfast for you. Amen. That's good. That's good. Amen. All right, ladies, it might be rainy where you're at. It's rainy where I'm at today, but um, we're going to have, thank you guys for joining us today. Be sure and share the podcast out. If you've got a friend that's not connected to the community, invite them in. And I want to tell you to have a blessed rest of your Friday, have a great weekend, and I'll see you back here next week on the Priority Now podcast. You've been listening to the Priority Now podcast with host Carmen Halsey. Resources mentioned today are listed in the episode notes in the podcast app. Stay connected with us through social media and our website, ibsa.org women.